0: Hey guys, and welcome back to Front Boards and Four Baggers, episode 17. I'm Eddie from Cornhole Bag Reviews, and we got Corbin from Corbin's Cornhole Reviews, and another special guest this week. We got ACL pro Matt Ryan, the Dragon Bags player, Sodak Scrub, repping the merch, uh, really local guy to South Dakota here. I, was, I just played with him this last week at the Triple Crown and hung out with him a little bit And so we wanted to get him on here, talk about Dragon a little bit, give uh, give Maddie some love uh, with Dragon and and then talk a little bit about Matt's uh, rookie season and how he's, you know, come up joining in the ACL now and what that's like. So, Matt, appreciate you joining us today, man.
1: Yeah, appreciate you having me, man. It's been it's going to be a good time, I think.
0: I mean, we'll start out, you know, I mean, there's no, I mean, Corbin can't get through any conversation without talking about bags slash reviews of bags and what they're like. So we figured we'd talk a little bit about Dragon. Uh, I've thrown um, all of Dragon's bags, except for the Genomes, his new version he's come out with. But we're going to talk about a couple of the ones that are kind of in your arsenal that you've really come to throw this year. I know the RNAs, your babies, those are kind of like your always go-tos, but you've really started to enjoy the doubles now, this nice carpet bag. So we'll start out with the doubles. We're looking at like a four to six, seven on the speed Carpet bag you got the fast side is the rna slow side and then 90 dollars plus shipping price point but so you being a high launch fast bag player what is the double done that's kind of been enjoyable for you as a carpet bag because usually those players don't mix
1: yeah uh well this is when i very first started throwing bags what was it pro z's i don't know if any of you guys remember what a pro z was yeah sir <laughs> yeah. well that's Oh, so it was basically like a duck cloth on the one end and and the fast side was, I don't even know what you compare this. I mean, that that's, I don't know, maybe it was maybe a six or seven on the fast side that maybe, I don't know. Anyways, but, uh, so I always used to throw that, uh, slow side down all the time. So it was just that low line, harder throw. And, uh, but then I would say after a few years of doing that, that's when I kind of switched over going to like a faster bag and, and uh, uh use those uh, the BG slicksters actually at the time. That's what that's that was uh, fast side, and again, I'd never really touched the fast side, it was always still that slow side. But then I used learn how to kind of when to use that fast side, and then uh, actually, I got into a uh, a, a blind draw at the Sanford Pentagon tournament, and I got partnered up with JR Hofer, one of the Triple Crown guys, and uh, he would always uh, throw he was throwing game changers at that time. And I'm like, man, I
0: he Everyone's de-spit. throwing those damn things.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm like, so we, we tried mine and I mean, he could, he, he was struggling. I'm like, all right, man. I said, let me, I'll, let me try the, these game changers. I'll give him a shot. And I was always throwing, I was throwing the patch side. And he's like, come on, you got to throw the man side. I'm like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> like, he's like, flip it over, throw the fast side. I'm like, oh man. So, uh, the first couple of games we got, you know, but then I just had to learn how to, I mean, really a finale pro right like you kind of get that nice high arch hit the middle of the board flattened out and it just went in the hole i'm like oh my gosh dude, this is almost like too easy now. <laughs> and and that's that's from that point on i threw the man side of the game changer i was a game changer guy after that tournament and it was messed up i'm like i don't know how this is happening but it just did and uh so anyways uh long story short so yeah i threw uh I threw the fast side of the game changer for the longest time and um so, uh, that's kind of, I learned how to throw that finesse and, and I kind of got away from throwing that low line, hard throw. Right. And, uh, so then I ended up, uh, the way I got throwing these dragon bags now, as I partnered up with Justin Lang, uh, tournament earlier this year in Worthington, a triple, another triple crown tournament. And, uh, he was obviously signed with dragon as well. And, uh, he was throwing the RNAs. So I'm like, yeah, all right. Yeah. I'll give him a shot. And I threw him my like, geez, I, these are, Pretty darn similar. I mean, they felt pretty similar to a game changer, maybe not quite as big and floppy, but they were still a nice fill. Uh the fast side is almost identical. It I it is I the think same, to, yep. yeah. <laughs> so I think, yeah, that fast side is and, and and then the slower side. Um, I actually enjoyed throwing that more than I like the the real fast side. So I started throwing them and and then that's how that's how this whole dragon thing came about, right? So I played with Justin Lang randomly in a tournament. We played really well together. Um and, and, and Maddie King, I told him, I said, Hey man, I said, you need to, uh, I messaged him. I said, you need to get me hooked up, uh, with a set of these RNAs. And he comes back with, uh, well, you signed with anybody for this next year. I'm like, no. And, uh, he's like, how about you sign Are you going to come to the dragon team. And I kind of sat there and I left him on read for about 20 minutes. I'm like, Oh man, like I haven't thrown nothing but game changers for probably two years. Right. <laughs> and so I was like, Oh gosh, like, I really liked my game changers. I just, I, I know what I can do and what I can't do with them. And I, I had that, that bag down, you know, and you know, I'm like, heck, you know what? Right. Let's just, yeah. You know what? Let's do it. I'll do it. I could throw these RNAs are real similar to the game changer anyway. And that's kind of how that got uh, started. And, uh, yeah. So then, uh, anyways, he came out with these double dragons. Uh, I gave them a try and, uh, yeah. They, they've got a nice, I mean, dude, honestly, they feel really good. especially for like a do. carpet bag, they're a bit floppier
0: for a carpet. They bag. are. Yeah.
1: Um, and like I said, I like throwing that slow side of the RNAs and that's what the, the, the fast side of the dragons. Is. So, um, I, I was always just throwing that fast side and I didn't really play around with the carpet a whole lot. Um, and then when I, uh, partner up with Ashley Wicca. Uh, she does. And for co-ed, she's got a nice hard throw and she likes a slower bag. So that's kind of our bag that we throw together is the, uh, those double dragons. She can throw that, that uh, carpet and I'll throw that fast side. So that's what we have found together. And that's like, if I play with any of these other guys that throw carpets, like, Hey man, I can like not a huge carpet throw. Right. But I can throw these. Mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> and you can guess, still work them for sure i've definitely seen a lot of the couple of the dragon team members that play out in california or whatever throw in the rolls throwing the cuts with them pretty easily and and oh, yeah. and it's good you get wicked to throw that one because she's a she's a swag bag emerald player and and <laughs> like, I, I know you'd rather throw the doubles so
1: yeah yeah well that's she's uh yeah we'll we'll talk about that later but she was we'll, <laughs> we'll away from that but Uh, anyways,
0: but I'm the same way on the doubles, man. I like me and Corbin both throw carpet. He's more of a carpet than I am, but I enjoy carpet. The thing that I really loved about the doubles is like, I felt like my problem with carpet sometimes is if I get lazy, and the carpets is kicking on me, then it's really hard for me to focus up. But the doubles really didn't kick much. Like, they were super hole-friendly, and they just kind of went really straight. But I could still cut them if I needed to and do stuff yeah. with them if I needed to. But on crazy yeah. fast boards, they were just the, a great speed. They weren't too quick because I feel like the RNAs, at least for me, uh, this weekend they would have been great because the boards were slow. But my boards are so dang fast, I couldn't keep RNAs on the board. Like, they're just yeah. so quick. But yeah. <clears throat> that's where the that doubles girl. really came in mind.
1: Right. Yeah. I agree with you hundred percent on that too. And, and that's the other thing too, is like, there was a tournament that I was like, well, I'm going to just try to throw these double dragons and I want to just try to just throw just the carpet and starting off the tournament. I was throwing great halfway through the tournament. I noticed that I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm just kind of like, I'm leaving them a little short or I'm trying to, and, and I was kind of getting out of my game. and And what it was is I was just getting, I was getting lazy with my throws. Right. I wasn't finishing my throws and it was, it just, screwed up my whole game. Like I was having a hard time pushing. Like I was just, uh, you know, I could hit my airmails, but I couldn't, I was having a hard time pushing and I was just getting lazy. And then, yeah. So I think that's uh, the fatigue, man. I'm telling you some of these guys that throw super hard and they can do that for all day long at a tournament. My gosh, I can't imagine how they feel the next day. Cause I mean, I've just, I've kind of turned into a wussy boy, you know, and ass <laughs> yeah. bags. And it just, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's a, it's definitely a different style of throwing for sure.
0: Well, and it's like, I watched a a player this weekend throwing the Neptunes and every throw he's like full whipping the bag, like as hard as he can. And the, and the bag is just to get it there. And I'm like, man, that's a, that'd be tough for me to do for a whole day.
1: Right. Well, and, and that's the thing too, is like, I go, (laughs) those doubles and it's like, sometimes I'm like, Oh gosh, that one's gone. It's like, it's like, hardly gets up the board. I'm like, Oh my god, Okay. (laughs) there we go. Like, now what are we going to do? You know, like I put up a blocker on unintentionally, but Hey, that's going to sit in good, but just got to remember, you can throw those a little harder and they're going to stay on board. Mm-hmm. That is the perfect. It, it's that's, uh, it's just, but in your mind and, and your muscle memory, as long as I've been throwing those uh, faster bags, it's, it's tough to kind of go back and forth. Oh, like I, And
0: so, then uh, I guess the real question is gen one or gen two or gen three game changers. What were you throwing?
1: I was throwing the gen twos.
0: Okay. I threw against a dude throwing gen ones and singles yesterday. And, uh, and I I was telling Corbin this, I was on, I had my last bag. Like he threw his last bag and um, I literally had to step back because I was laughing so hard at the, what those bags would just do every round. It was like every round. I was like, he airmailed it missed the hole deep, hit the board and slid back down slowly and went in the hole. And I'm like, I'm like, what am I witnessing? This is the most ridiculous right. thing I've ever seen. 65-year-old guy just murdering me with game changers. <laughs> I, bet, I bet
1: it was one of the West River guys. It had to have been like –
0: uh is Brett, oh, I think.
1: Brett right. Brett yeah, yeah,
0: he just murdered me. <laughs> it's just like, what am I watching? He's throwing right-to-left cuts, left-to-right cuts. I'm like, these things have magnets to whatever he's got to do. Yeah,
1: they were his orange ones, weren't
0: they? Well, his. these were his red – or maybe they were orange. Oh, they were so red ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: Him and, and those other guys, I mean, uh, like Lonnie and Ruben, theirs are orange. I've got some Jaqueline oh, yeah. orange Oh gosh. Yeah, those guys are tough. That's what, you know that that that's, they're not lying when they say, you know, they get some guys in their 60s coming up with game changers. You better bring your damn A game, put a blocker
0: We said this in a podcast and I've said this to people mm-hmm. we get. If you see two 60-year-old dudes walk up to a board with a dirty set of game changers, you're screwed. <laughs> you're, you're so, so screwed. screwed. <laughs> <laughs> like your block game better be on and if you're a fastback player, you better learn how to throw a block real fast. <laughs>
1: right. Uh- Lie because you ain't gonna be able to keep up with those guys, man. They just stroking it
0: up the middle every time. But I guess that leads Uh, into the RNAs. I know Corbin, you got to set an RNAs, but yeah, that's more of the six eight speed, more the Costello speed range, that kind of all slide speed range, but like not super wide, like the game changer, but still crazy hole friendly. The six material, it's the that's the fast side of the double as well. It's a the reason I want to give mad props to Maddie King is. He's one of the only companies I know of right now that's using a material that I've never seen before in terms of like no one else is using that herringbone fast six material that I've never seen anybody. and, And it plays so good. And so the fact that he it, it, like the bagsmith himself, you know, coming up with another one, but the fast side and, and he would get mad at me if I didn't, if I didn't say this, but the fast sides, the OG razor material, because I, th- I said it was the game changer material. And he commented on my post. It's like, no, that's the OG razor material. And I was like, all right. So that's OG yeah. razor fast side. Right? <laughs> uh, but 80 bucks plus shipping on the website is so super affordable. Um, but obviously this is your go-to bag. So why is this your go-to bag? I mean, I guess it's the transition from the game changer, but are you able to throw that slow side now or are you mostly on the fast side or what, what's kind of your place yeah. out with those?
1: Honestly, mm-hmm. I'm I'm probably throwing the, the slow side on that more than I am even the fast side. And I can't tell you why I kind of switched over uh, to doing that, but it just, it's comfortable. I mean, I can throw that fast, especially what I like about it too, is if the boards do slow up a little bit, then I can just throw it over that fast side and throw it the same as I had been throwing with my the slow side on regular boards, you know? So it's, I don't know, it's pretty, it's pretty uh, like that whole friendly. Um, and it was just an easy transition for yeah. me. No, hundred you know?
0: percent knowing that not knowing that you were a game changer player, it makes a lot of sense why you throw r <laughs> <100%. laughs> <laughs> But I mean, I would say that's why the majority of the, ACL in general throws fast bags. I mean, it's just you got to get them near the hole and they yeah. just go in. And and most of the ACL yeah. players, you're racing almost every game. You're just four bagging, four bagging, four bagging. So doing that with carpet's is going to be a lot more difficult than doing it with a you know a RNA type bag or something along those lines. So right it makes a lot of sense. But I'm glad you really you seem to be throwing really really well with those bags. I really enjoyed my time with those bags. Uh, Corbin's actually got the set that I had before, so yeah. I already broke it in form and everything. He doesn't have to do all that kind oh, of yeah. work. But no. uh but I'd love to transition a little bit into the backstory. So, Corbin, you want to take his backstory a little bit, like how he got into it and whatnot? Yeah. I mean, I don't have an outline, but yeah. <laughs> you like fly you by the seat Let's go. But <laughs> 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 so
2: let me were tell you. you. So, I mean, were you like, were you a backyard player? Did you see it on TV? Did you, you know, stumble upon it at a party? Like, what actually got you into it? Okay. Well,
1: I, this, this, how this oh. happened. Like, I used to play, like, we would go camping, right? Very, I mean, it was. A few times a year, summertime, maybe in a backyard here or there. Um, but actually, so my my partner that I had uh first started with, Stu Teal, uh him and I uh worked together, right? And so we worked four, 10 hour days. We had Fridays off and we were just big trash talkers. We'd always, I mean it didn't matter what we were talking about. Well somehow Cornhole got brought up. See he said he was pretty good. And I'm like, dude, come on. Now like you know who you're talking to, right? Like I got you, <laughs> and I said let's play. So that we got into playing and and killed me, dude. He was he was throwing the flat bag, and I'm sitting here balling it up, trying to bowl it down there. And I was just like, holy man! And uh, so we had Fridays off. I'm like, yeah, we should see if we can find like a league around town or something. You know, like I'm, I'm like, you have to teach me how to do that. You know. And uh, so we called, and sure enough, there was a uh, there was a league like literally a block away from you at this bar. Right. And Stu and I, we lived within a half a mile of each other and it was a Sunday afternoon league. So I'm like, all right, well, let's just go check it out and see what happens. I said, you know, you're really good. And I said, I can keep them on every, You know, I thought I was doing all right. Oh, you know, we walked in there and just, <laughs> it wasn't a lot of people. Right. But <laughs> we went on you like every single time for about two <laughs> months. And I'm like, dude, okay, this uh, enough of this, like, I'm a good sport. Trust me. I don't like to, lo- nobody likes to lose. Right. That's why we're right. all playing. We played, have a good time. Sure. But at the same time, I'm like, dude, okay, this is not happening. Like I don't like losing. I, we got to figure out. Something. And so like, like I said, we worked four 10 hour days. So we had Fridays off and our Fridays, man, we, our kids went to the same daycare. Um, at the time, you know, we each had just one, we drop our kids off right away in the morning. He'd come over, or I'd go to his place. We'd set them up in the front yard. That's all we did all we did and it was corn there were corn bags you know with oh, yeah. dust flying everywhere but Stu had a nice flat bag i'm like so i mimicked him i tried i'm like i couldn't get it, it took that was that's the hardest part is to get that flat bag going mm-hmm. and but like i tell like all these new people that start coming i'm like this is the deal i don't care if you're not even hitting the board right now like just throw just try to get as flat a bag as you can. And then you can work on your accuracy, putting it on the board, putting them in the hole. And then all this other strategy stuff, so, like a lot of these people are like, well, they're, they're spoiled for one, I'll say, because a lot of these bags like the game changers, I can see why they call them cheater bags, because you don't have to throw a completely flat bag and they'll just flatten out when they hit the board and they'll go right on up. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Vertical. Yeah. You can throw you it can vertically.
2: Throw <laughs> it can be you like know, this. I, it doesn't matter.
1: I, tell all these, I tell all these people, like, what kind of bags does she get? I'm like, okay, this is the deal. I wouldn't buy any bags right now, but let's find a bag that's like, uh, you know, almost like a duck cloth, though super slow bag. I said, you learn to throw that flat and get going up the board straight. And then I said, then we can play around with other bags. I said, you know, but at this point, it's just like, just, you need to work on getting a flat bag. It doesn't have to be like, like Matt guy, his bag isn't super flat. Right. No. But, but it's not like you have to have super flat but you got it you can't be throwing it like you know balling it up and just throwing the dang. Yeah. or it flying in the air you know like a kite you know especially if you're playing outside you're done for the wind catches it see you later yep so anyway so long story short yeah that's how we got kind of got into playing it was just me and a buddy just kind of dink around one time and then i said hey let's you know he kicked my butt and we found a league and then we we won one you know probably after a couple months we won one and then we made it to another round and then we I was starting to get better and he was, I mean, he was, uh, Stu was already pretty dang good In fact, Like I just got him out of the house last week for the first time since probably April of last year. And mind you, him and I had played probably the first six years together or me playing. And he's just kind of fallen off the last couple of years. Just, I mean, he's got a kid that, you know, they've got uh, activities and stuff going on and he just kind of getting out of it a little bit. We went in there and just like, it was just like he hadn't quit playing. He hadn't picked up a bag in eight months and everybody's like, Stu, you know, what is he doing here? You know, like, and everybody knows who Stu is like in our area, you know, and and I know a lot of, you know, like Juan and Chico, you know, it's, it's kind of, you know, how like Juan and Chico, you know, that they're partnering up, right? Yeah, those, those guys are (laughs) always part, well, we're the, we're the Juan and Chico of uh, South Dakota, me and Stu.
0: (laughs) Makes sense. But yeah, Yeah. that that was the point I was going to, you just mentioned it, but I mean, this has been like a seven year process. It's not like you started playing six months ago. Like, I mean, you, you started from literally ground zero and just been kind of dinking away, grinding your way up until the point now where you're like, you know, trying to do this as a, as, as a thing, you know?
1: Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, short story on it, you know, it's kind of like one of those things like got to be pretty good around here. And, and we do have a lot of good players around here. Um, But I, and it sounds bad, you know, like I don't want to sound conceited or anything, but you know, you get to a certain point. Right. And I felt like I've kind of like, uh, you know, kind of leveled off, like, just because like I was at the top and I didn't really have anybody else to chase anymore after that. Right. In our area on a consistent basis. Sure. Other people would come in and they, maybe they'd win or it would be a tough match, but it's like, I didn't get to play those guys on a consistent basis, you know? So But now over the last couple of years, uh, we've got a lot of new guys coming up and they've been playing really, really well. And some of the older guys, it's pushing their level up. Like, and we are, we're getting better in our area. Um, But I think obviously I, I I still think that we're like probably 10 years behind the, you know, East coast and stuff.
0: I think Minnesota is the same. I mean, like the same with like the weekend, we were just at with triple crown, like a lot of really good throwers there. Not saying there wasn't, I mean, I didn't win. I mean, I, I made the money in one event, but I mean, it's not like I was crushing people, but but, but I mean, I was talking to Jimmy Cobb and Tyler Humans. I was like, if you come in the area and throw consistent block rolls the whole day, you'll murder all of us. Like we're we're yeah. just not at that tier of Virginia, yeah. North Carolina, Florida, like all these other places that just have echelon. Even Corbin's area has like twenty five oh, yeah. plus pro, like ACL Stacked. pros in it. That it's just like you know where where it's like every week you're going to a blind draw that it's like twenty pros there. Where it's like you're just, you're just playing against pros and pros every day. You, you need that.
1: That's, that's, what I say, you, you need to keep playing people that are better than you. That's how you're going to get better. You know? I love I it. I don't want to say that I lost my fire, you know, but it's like, I I almost was kind of, I don't want to say bored with it. Cause I wasn't like getting bored, but it was just we like for a while there, Stu and I would show up and where I'm like, well, what are you going to do with your money? You know, we knew we were yeah. winning. Like we just knew we were going to come when we were going to win.
0: I and like getting my ass kicked because it makes me like I get the fire back under me to throw a harder again, like to actually try, you know,
1: hundred percent, man. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to this year uh, for my first year being a pro and stuff. Um, I've already, you know, been put in my place already multiple times. And I mean, it, it's, it's humbling. You know, I'm like, oh boy. Yeah. Like I have a long ways to go. Sometimes I'm sitting here thinking like, what in the hell am I even doing? Like <laughs> these guys are really good, you know, but like, I know my. I know that I can be really good too. I just have to be consistent, and that's what I think a lot of people's problem is. Is you can show out for one game, right? But can you do that over the course of eight hour a day of throwing?
0: Mm-hmm. You and, know, and these ACL events, people don't realize, like especially during rounders you got six rounds of rounders and the bracket and stuff you could be sitting for an hour in between games because they got to get six rounds of rounders done on 30 courts for like x hundred people you know at an event so like not only is it an eight hour day but can you pace yourself stay warm the whole time like stay mentally like tough to like oh you got to play against ryan windsor in an hour and a half from now okay are you going to be your best self in an hour and a half like that's a long time for you to wait between games like are you going to be there uh, I mean, and that, that's just the grind. And I know you played with Ryan Windsor this weekend at doubles. And I know me and you had a conversation in between where I think you were being a little too hard on yourself. I think you are worried that you were like, you know, not – but – I think all these people, especially anybody that's coming up or a rookie needs to realize you guys are good enough to play. And now it's just about getting that experience. I just think it's the, the experience thing is where all of us are like, especially me lacking, like all of us are lacking. Like if you go to your first big event and you like get crushed, that doesn't mean you're bad. It's just, you're not, you got nerves you never had before. Like, I know you were telling me you're playing with somebody that you're like, I like, it's like kind of on the echelon of players. Like I idolized players. Ryan Windsor's up there as one of the top, you know, players and, it's just you shot awesome. I gotta say you shot really, really well. So I, I, I think you're being way too hard on yourself. But it's just, it's just crazy the tears that you get to. But the only reason they got there is because how many times has Windsor been on TV? Been on a stream? Yeah. Been playing against right. Jamie Graham and Matt Guy? Been playing against you know like all these players? It's just like he can play against anybody now, and he's like, well, I just got to throw back. It's like nobody else is well, untouchable yeah, at this point.
1: That's the deal. Been there, done that, right? You yeah. know, so it's like. We all get nerves, right? Uh, But I feel like they come in different tiers (laughs) of nerves. You know, like I I, I walk up to Matt Guy. I'm going to be like, holy, (laughs) I'm playing next (laughs) time. You know, like I could walk up to Chico. Chico's a great thrower in Minnesota. He's one of the best Minnesota throwers there is, right? Mm -hmm. But I don't get nervous like that, like I would against Matt Guy, because I've played Chico hundred million times, right? Mm (laughs) But the thing is, is yeah, like I, it's, it's almost like you're kind of, it, it, that's a process, man. Like that's where I've, I'm not going to lie to you. I have struggled um, with my nerves and I never, I haven't had this problem. I sent, I said since I probably first started in the first couple of years, I go to these bigger tournaments and I feel, you know, you know, the your fingers are just kind of shaking. You got the jitters. So like when you're throwing, it's not nice and it's not a smooth release. You're kind of like double clutching almost. And in your second guessing and it's, you're not playing your game.
0: And well, and, and 99% of the people that listen to this podcast are normal people like me and Corbin that go to blind draws and play events and whatnot. And and, the, and talking about the tiers is really important because when I started at my first 20 blind draws, I got the nerves playing against, you know, Andrew Cox and like some of these really good local players that like now I know I can I can hang with and we're good buddies and whatnot. But like that was like tier one, right, where you show up to a blind and you're like, oh, these are the really good blind draw guys and and good like local players and i'm like oh crap i gotta go shoot against him then you start to like compete against them then you go to your local bring your own partner doubles tournament where juan and chico show up or some of these other teams show up then you get put in your place there and you're like okay i can compete against like you got to Compete against them. And then maybe you go to a triple crown. And you're like, oh, now the people are coming out of town. You compete against them. There's so many tiers. And I think, yeah. and I think being a, a rookie especially, you can speak to where it's like – I think we see all these people on TV that have been doing it for so long and just think it's like, oh, once you get to that point, you just get – but like there's still stepping stones in the ACL too. Like there's people that are coming in. There's people that have maybe made their first broadcast and then got super, ner- super nervous for the next time they're going to get it. And then there's people that have been on broadcast for years and they don't care anymore, right? right? So yeah. – It's just all about dealing with
1: that. I 100% agree uh, uh, with that too. Because have I been on cast before? Yeah, absolutely. I have. I've played in big tournaments. I've won, I've hit big shots and clutch moments and stuff like that. Um, But I'll go back to like my first open and it was out in Rapid City. And I played, uh, I started off, I was like 3 0 or 4 0 in my bracket. And I ran into Nate Boyer and we got put on the canine unit main stage. He beat me 21, nothing. And I went back and looked at him like, I didn't really throw that bad. I, threw, I gave up one here, two there, one there, two there, two there, two there, one there. I'm just like, I, I had shots that I hit and the bags just didn't fall. You know, Wally even said, earlier, like, Oh my gosh, he's hitting the shots. He's just not getting paid to your boys. And it was true. Um, but it, it gets to be frustrating. And, and I was, yeah, it's nerve wracking. It's like you said, you got, you took that next step up. And now I hope the next time that I get up on there that, Hey, you know what i've been here before let's just let's go play your game focus and uh just gotta kind of do your thing man it's it's tough
0: well i think it's really important that you went back and watched that game and realized it's like i didn't shoot bad i got one a two or two because i think it's very easy to be results oriented in this game where it's like you go to a tournament and maybe you go two two when you were expecting that you should have beat these couple teams or something or or you lose 21-0 and you're like man i got crushed well when you watch it you're like well i competed with. I mean, you get him on a different day where the bags are falling and stuff. It could be 21 the other way, you know, where it's yeah. just like you can compete. But especially when you're coming up, I think that building your confidence with that, knowing like, oh, I competed that whole game. The score doesn't show it. But like, it's not like I was outclassed or anything, Right. which, which well, I think is important.
1: And, and that's the other thing, too, is it's the confidence of getting that first, those first couple of points, because let's hypothetically, let's just say, what if I had the first throw right off the bat? Okay. Now, now he's chasing a little bit and I'm getting the one, I'm getting the two, I'm getting the one, I'm getting, and I just, and and he gets those bad breaks. Like you said, you know, it could have been easily the other way around. Uh, he's a great player, um, but I know what I'm capable of too. And I know I can, I know I can play with him too. So but it, it's just getting that first, sometimes getting that, it's so important to have that first bag just to set the tone.
0: We talked about know? this last week on <laughs> the podcast. We said like, you know, if, if you have first bag or like, and I said too, if it goes block, block and you hit the first airmail, and now they have to hit an airmail behind you. That airmail is 10 times harder than your airmail was yeah. they, because if they miss, they're down three. You know, if if you miss, you're like, well, I'm still up three. You know, it's such a different mentality that having that first bag we talked about is one of the most important things in the game is just making sure that they're always every shot that they're throwing is to match you, not to put the pressure on you.
1: Right. Well, I'm going to tell you this, uh, just from experience from just this last week when Ryan and I, right, we were playing against Glover and uh, Duke to uh, go to the (laughs) championship. Yep. And, uh. What, I can't remember what happened. Ryan gave up, God, we almost, we almost he, oh, he gave up four. Almost was five, but the bag just stuck on the backside of the hole. Like, I can't believe it. If it was an RNA, it would have fallen off. But this, it was a little bit slower side of that typhoon. It stuck half on, half off, and it put him at 20. And we were sitting at 15. Um, next time down, um, I've got one in, two around the hole. Uh, Glover's got one in and three on. So I can shoot an airmail. And if I hit the airmail almost absolutely perfect, I can take six. I can drag my other two in and my bag. And now we win 21-20. I took a timeout. Windsor's telling me to shoot it. And I'm like, bro, if I miss, like we lose, like we're done. And I'm like, I think I can slide this up and in, and I can take four and it'll be 2019. And we're still alive and, and you're throwing now. Like, I believe in you. You can. We're gonna be fine. If I get it back to you, that's like my 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 whole thought this weekend was, man. Just don't mess up enough. Just get it back down to that dude. He'll, he's got me. <laughs> just let right. Let Ryan dude, Shoot. <laughs> hey, you want me to? Get I'll be a backpack all day. Hey, I'll just get him right back onto you. So we talked about. It. He's like, all right, slide him in then, and came back, slid him in. Took four. So now we went from twenty to fifteen. And now we're at uh, 2019. Very next round, Duke's got to hit an air. He's got last bag now, right? He has to hit the airmail to stay alive. And he shoots off the back. Now we win 21-20. Who knows? Maybe maybe I would have hit that shot, and that would have looked super cool. But I also didn't want to be that guy like, my gosh, just get it back to Ryan. What are you doing, dude? Mm-hmm. Like, Take the points if you can, especially against these good guys, right? Oh, yeah.
0: Take the points when you can.
1: Hard, point, hard to come by. Take them. Yeah. You can take a point, take a point. You can take two points, take two points. Like you have to take the points when you can get them. Period.
0: And I think that's another really important lesson for you guys listening, too. And that's why I think it's really important to record your gameplay and watch it back because it's a lot of times, like, let's say you lose a game 21 to 19, right? You're like, dang, that was a really close game. I should have had it. When you go back and watch the video, you're like, all right, that was kind of a dumb airmail. I went for a cut here. I didn't block behind. I should have just taken my one. And then you see all these little rounds where they were 8-8 washes that you could have had 10-8. They were 6-6 washes where you should have had 8-6 or 10-6 even. Ah. And then you yeah. realize, like, I lost 21-19, but I Left six points because I wanted to play unnecessarily aggressive or do things I didn't need to do. That, like, these point. I mean, and granted, blind draw is a little different, you can go for some different shot but in these tournaments, like, the ones and two points matter a lot. I mean, yes, it, it helps to get a huge six, but if you got two points in first bag, you're getting a little momentum back. I mean, that's way more because if you go for that airmail and let's say you just hit it on the board and, and you wash or something, you hit it on the board and wash. Well, now Glover goes. Pfft. We washed that round? Oh, man. And now now he's confident again. I'll take it. right? Yeah, yeah. he's like, oh, sweet. Like, uh, then the next round you come down, you don't know if he's confident. And I'm like, I didn't just give up a four, I washed. And you take right. that four, if you would have got the next bags back, like, say, Ryan washes and it's 2019 you, you're like, I just put a four on this guy. Like, I'm not right. missing. And he's like, I just put left three on the board. You know, it's such a different mindset that is so important. <laughs> oh, dude, the, the, <laughs> the mental part of this game, people don't
1: – I think the people that have been playing long enough understand. Um, but I still think, obviously, I'm, I'm still learning on it, man. The mental part of it, man, it, it's tough. Like, I feel like at the beginning of my rookie year so far, obviously, we're just going to start getting into where, you know, we're going to be going to nationals. I'm going to be playing in a couple more opens um, and, and some of these other big tournaments and stuff. But it's just, I don't know, man. It's, it's, I was focusing on, I don't want to say it's not the wrong things because it's part of the process, right? but I'm like getting these shirts and these hoodies and I'm the only one that's, I'm taking the orders. I'm writing down. All right. All right. Eddie, Eddie wants this and he wants it in white with the pink and this size. Is he paid? Is he not paid? And then I'm turning that order in and then I'm getting them all. And now I'm like bombarded with like 10 boxes of hoodies and t-shirts. I'm like, Oh my God, now i got to go back. And all right. So this guy ordered this one and on this side. And so now I'm like focusing on stuff, you know, the guys, yes, this is helping me to be able to afford to travel to do this stuff. Right but it's taken away from me really putting the time in the extra time that I need to focus on my game and work on my game mm-hmm. and pressing about, God, okay, I got to go talk to this guy about the sponsorships here. or Got to go do this. And I feel like I can't be the only one, especially us rookies. No. Some of these guys that have been doing it for a few years, they've got their sponsors already locked up from the year before or the two years before they, it's just it's, sign a new deal. You're good to go. Right. Um, but for all, all, of us new, new guys, uh, and gals, I just think it's, um, Daddy, have it's, it, it's, it's raining. It's been, been tough, man, but quit. it's, it's his daughter and, next to you know, I just want to
0: quit. No, I, <laughs> it's like, like, I feel you <laughs> too. And me, me and Corbin <laughs> talk about it all the time, but like, you know, we're, we spent like me and Corbin the last couple months, because it's been cold and we can only play indoor events. You know, we're finally just. We are we're only really throwing the bags that we wanna throw and we're just playing events and trying to actually play good cornhole right now. Before this, I'm recording videos, I'm editing, I'm doing vlogs, I'm doing yep. I'm doing merch and jerseys, I'm doing bags and all this other stuff. Same what you're saying is like at the end of the day, when I go outside, I have so many bags after review, I don't even throw the bags that I throw. I'm throwing and like you said, it's so hard to go from carpet to a game changer. Well, I'm doing that every. I'm throwing six sets of bags. I'm throwing a eight <laughs> ten with a four six carpet. You know, just back to back, trying to like break them in. And it's so hard to like get get any consistency without without putting the time in.
1: Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And 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 the other the other thing too is um you know Whitney and I are playing. We're partners, right? And I think the one thing that is so important is just team chemistry. Can you like be there for your partner in a way that like relates to them? You know, like, are they a big rah-rah and they like you talking a little bit while the front, you know, or are they just kind of like, they just want to sit there, not really say a whole lot. Don't show a whole lot of emotion. You know, I, and I feel like, I don't know. We've only played once with each other so far. Um, but she's been pretty uh, that that I remember that turn, you know, when we did play, she's just like, if I'd have a bad game or bad shot, dude, you're totally fine. Mm-hmm. Like she made me feel good for missing and stuff at times. I'm like, my goodness, you are being too nice to me. Like just, Tell me to figure it out and get him in
0: the hole. Well, and that's and that's but, how many years did you play with the same partner that maybe that was what he would have said to you. So you're like, I need you to tell me to stop being terrible. <laughs> like, that's what I'm used to, right? And yeah. and and my doubles partner, like, you know, I, I the reason chemistry is so important, I, I see him stop following through. I can tell he's getting nervous and doing stuff. And then I'll take a timeout and just be like, dude, just throw the bag like like you're not right. throwing the bag. I can see you not throwing the bag and then he'll yeah. just reset. And all of a sudden, 10 times better. Right. But it's boom, boom, boom. Yeah. But it's knowing that your partner needs this right now or like and yeah. I am a big rah, rah guy. Right. Which is why the big blind draw. We did pretty well because the guy I was shooting with was like big rah, rah guy. And he he missed an airmail. I'm like, shoot the next one. <laughs> like, You know, Because I, I knew he needed that to get pumped up. And
1: well, let me tell you something here, real quick.
0: When when I
1: you know, Ryan and I are partnered up. Like, I put a lot of pressure on myself, right? Like, I'm trying not to, but I'm like, okay. Ryan Windsor is... Yeah. a few people that are in Ryan Windsor's class, right? Yeah. And I'm still kind of trying to work my way up. I got I have a long ways to go, and I understand that. But I, I, I kept saying to myself, okay, if I can play up to my abilities, maybe this would be an opportunity for me to play with them in, in the future. Or... Maybe it'll be an opportunity to where I'm looking for somebody and he talks to one of his boys. Hey, dude, I played with Matt Ryan out at Triple Crown. Played great. You know, like if if I didn't have a partner, I'd partner up with them. Mm -hmm. You know, so recommendations. Right. Um, So but I just kept thinking to myself, my God, you know, like I just I need to play good. I need to play good this weekend, man.
0: (laughs) But you're putting Uh, all this weight on yourself, though, you know?
1: yeah. Yeah. I started off and it was a little slow and I wasn't throwing very well. And and then I kind of, I told Ryan, I said, okay, like Ryan's a super quiet dude. Mm -hmm. doesn't say a whole lot. You know, he just drill, you know, like they just are kind of mute. It looks like they just don't say a whole lot, which is totally fine. That's just the way they play. Right. Um, But like, again, when Stu and I play like, come on, man, let's go. You know, you got this, you know, like, and I feel like for me, when I talk a little bit during the match, it kind of releases some of my nerves.
0: That's me. Okay
1: of a thing for me where it just kicks the nerves out of me where if I sit there and I'm quiet, I can just, the, the nerves are just like building dude. And like, and I can't throw and I'm overthinking. I'm like, Oh my God, I got to start talking or something. So I told Ryan, say, Hey man, I'm gonna have a couple more drinks here and I'm starting to feel pretty good. Like I'm going to probably start talking just a little bit. <laughs> hey, do whatever you gotta do, man. I'm like, all right. So then towards, you know, started playing and I started kind of getting to be his little cheerleader. Come on, Ryan, let's go. You got this, you know? And like, And and, that helped. That was more for me than it was for him. Sure. I need to get that off my chest. And I'm like, you know, I think that's, that's, I think that, and that did, it helped me with my nerves a lot throughout the games, especially then once we got back on the canine page and stuff, like, obviously there's times I wish I would have maybe thrown a little better, but I think we all have that, Mm -hmm.
0: but. Well and I stopped you too after one of your games because I was I, I actually was talking to Windsor after one of your games and I was like Windsor, how like, you know, how are you guys playing? And he's like, and his first response was, you know, I'm just not shooting the best, but I'll get it. And then cause and this is after that you told me that you really wanted to shoot good with him. And I pulled you aside after one of your games and I was like, dude, I just asked Windsor like how you guys are shooting because you were upset you guys lost the game or you weren't shooting good or something. And I was like, Windsor's first response is like, I need to shoot better. So I was like, he's not even thinking about you. Like, and I think that's right. what people misunderstand is like when Matt guy misses a shot and he's he's pissed at himself like you know like he they're so much more focused on their playing because i think when you've been playing for long enough you're like i can do what i can do and they're gonna do what they're gonna do but i can't control that you know like yeah. it's not my fault if you know so i was That's- telling you i was telling you i was like just get it bro like he believes in, right you know?
1: yeah 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 <laughs> dude I'm Telling you that that was an experience that was so fun and that was my goodness like you listen to, listen to this Ryan Windsor was my second option, <laughs> What? that's uh, how dumb does that sound? <laughs> I was supposed to, I was supposed to be playing, uh, with John Fuentes. Something come up and he wasn't able to make it. And, and then here comes Ryan sitting in the wings. I'll partner up with you. I'm like,
0: what? Uh, <laughs> I didn't know that was, was an you? option.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Really? Like you will really want to do that. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, like, all right, this dude just, he's going to no show on me isn't me. And here he is. I'm like, Oh my gosh, let's go, <laughs> you know? And, you know, he stayed with me this weekend. We, we had a good time. I feel like we, we kind of built a little bit of a relationship. Um, and yeah, heck yeah, man, I'm a huge fan of Ryan Windsor yeah, now, he's you know, a really like cool guy. I've looked at him before, but I never didn't know him really. And I, you know, I'm still trying to get to know him. He, dude's a good dude. Really good dude. Super chill. Enjoyed every second that we hung out this
2: weekend. So that was great.
0: Well, Corbin, you want to go into uh, like what it's like being a pro and, and like the travel and stuff upcoming and everything.
2: Yeah. Peanut lets me, man.
0: <laughs> she's <laughs> on another level again the level right <laughs> Yeah. She's,
2: she's playing with sand or whatever. Um, yeah. So, I mean, we kind of touched on this. Um, I mean, I just kind of want to go into it a little bit further. What is the hardest thing for you? Cause you're saying the nerves and the consistency. So, If you had to pick one, which is harder for you to dial in like controlling your nerves or being consistent throughout the day when you're kind of starting to get fatigued and it's been a long day.
1: Yeah, I would, I would probably, I'd probably say the consistency, honestly, like it just depends though. Honestly, it kind of bounces back and forth because there's times where it's like real well and I don't have as many nerves and then, and then all of a sudden, it's like, where did those come from? Like, what just happened? And like you said, but it, it all, everything, there's different things that factor into it. Like, who am I play? Like, I wasn't nervous this game, but now I'm nervous this game. Is it because I'm playing somebody better or somebody that I haven't played before and I'm unsure of, like, what's going on? And then, like, the consistency part of it is it's sometimes the boards, right? Like, I hate to be the, yeah. that person. I'm it can be, though. Board. But, dude, like, you'll go to one set of boards and they played they play, – perfect throw those same you feel like you're throwing the exact same way and they're just either zipping right off or they're sticking or but yeah sometimes board to board play you know or maybe yes. it's just a weird light lighting on the board sure. it's hitting it like a reflection on the board and, and it's like okay for well from this side i don't you can't you can't really see it but you come over on my side of the board you, there's a huge r- glare on the board man like mm-hmm. and i hate to be like and i don't like you know, doing that stuff from like uh, Sometimes it's it's the reality of it. You know, it definitely it, does stuff.
0: I mean, this weekend we just played. We got lucky enough that at least almost all the boards that they had were like new, same exact boards. They're all pretty slow. But the stream court. I wonder if it's because like nobody was breathing over there and standing there wasn't really a crowd. That board was double the speed of the side boards. The stream court, at least for me, when I was playing on the stream court, I was like, wow, this is way faster than that. I was throwing like pro sniper Costellos on the side boards. I'm throwing surefires on the main boards because I was like, my board bags are flying off the back
1: yeah yeah no for sure man so <laughs> that's that's the part is uh being able to adjust to the boards quick because yeah, it's gotta be quick I you, you 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 play against you know somebody that's like knows what the heck they're doing and, and, and it taking you a couple rounds to kind of get used to the boards and you look up oh, I'm down eight nothing already and we haven't even already started and then now now you're pushing you're right you're maybe having to maybe try to take a shot that you don't want to do to just to try to get on the board or get like we talked about, get that first throwback or, you know, I, yeah, there's tons of different, tons of different things that come in the, the, the fact of that. So, so it's, it's kind of, I don't know if I answered it. Nerves, maybe you did. I guess, <laughs> you know, it's no,
2: you're good. no uh, you're good. Sometimes. Yeah. So, yeah. So this one always gets me. I, I like this question a lot um, for a lot of pros what is the big difference for you between an advanced player and then taking that step up into being pro? Like, cause there's a lot of really, really good advanced players, but what really pushes you into that pro level?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Because sometimes I kind of think that for myself, I feel like I'm still struggling with that, you know, I'm like right on that border maybe, you know, I've got that pro status. Sure. Right. But I know that there's a lot of, th- can like that separate them. And like you said, obviously consistency is the one yep. I think uh, Anthony Aon was talking about that. You know um, let's say, you know, at, at, at your best, you know, you're hitting an 11 average. Right. And then you're at maybe a, you're not so best. You're still hitting like a nine or nine, two, nine, three. Right. Well, it's not much of a difference. Whereas like, let's say I'm sitting at like maybe a 10 and a half, but then like when I go down into my low, what if I'm su- shooting like a seven and a half or an eight, it's just a bigger gap. So the ups and downs right. and, um,
0: I think that's a really good way to put it. I've never thought of it that way. Is, uh, the, uh, the pro level is like, who, is, who has the best worst? Yes. Like, right. Who, who is best at their worst? Because if you, if you're still beating people at your worst, then like, you know, I think that's the difference too. You can play against Ryan Windsor at his worst and they will still skunk you. Right. Like, like, yeah. and, and, and all the pro a lot of the pros you're talking about will and so that's an interesting way to put it i like that that like the best like to get into that pro level is your worst has to be better than other people's best
1: yeah yeah for sure and it's just it's just man it is it's it's (laughs) playing smart you know we talked about uh i think some of these guys just taking points when you can get them and don't try to be too flashy at times sometimes they just yeah. Ooh, that airbell and one is sitting right there.
2: Let's like,
1: <laughs> go. Maybe I should have done that and just put it on, or maybe you just slide it in, or because it just the swings, the momentum in, in within mm-hmm. the game, so big. And it's just be consistent for for 20, 30, 40 rounds sometimes. If you're you know in a knockout fight,
2: right? You just uh, yeah, you just have to take you just gotta play smart. Yeah. And I love that you bring that up because I I've been kind of pushed into this mentality lately because everyone wants to make those flashy shots, right? You want to make the cool stuff. You want to get your five points. You want to do whatever, but I've had situations lately where they got three and one off. I already have two in and one hanging on the back of the hole. My first instinct to shoot that airmail and yeah. I have to ring it. I have to pull it back and say, no, if I shoot that airmail and miss they're getting two points. Said, if I shoot it and miss and get lucky, we're washing. Why don't I just slide it in? If I get lucky, I'll get my three. If I don't, I'm getting one. I still retain first throw. Let's get a point and go on.
0: Yeah, see, and Corbin, I'm so different because I just don't miss that shot, so
2: okay <laughs> okay it's so us right yeah
0: yeah come okay. on okay I, I mean i agree
2: for 24 or I, I understand yeah, the mentality you. if okay. you don't okay. make it every time
0: i get that I <laughs> okay get that.
2: <laughs> oh it's gonna be so much sweeter when i beat you yeah. <laughs>
0: But I, I also wanted to ask this question too, especially you being a game changer, throw fastback thrower. So, like, is there any style of player you really just dislike to play against? Whether it's they're re- they take a lot of time in between every throw, they they block every single time, they want to go hole for hole. Like, is there a certain player that you match up to, and you're like, oh, this is gonna be this is tough for. Like, this isn't the matchup I look for.
1: Uh, what do you want me to just give my secrets away so people can really start? <laughs> getting my butt now or what, dude? Come on, I'm already guys and eight
0: ball. On this. <laughs> all right, yeah. So you love playing against every player, you know. There's dude, nothing, no weaknesses here.
1: <laughs> zero weaknesses. I'm a pro, right? Come on, <laughs> I can do it all. There we go. No, um, I. You know what? Like at first, I felt like um um some of the uh, slower guys that just like took their time to throw and it just it
0: like 50 times <laughs> and you're
1: and uh, you know how you catch yourself sometimes you're kind of looking like dude are you you know you're up right and then he, <laughs> oh my gosh like we're gonna have one of these days right Nate Boyer <clears throat> um but anyway uh no <laughs> um we yeah I mean but honestly then there's been times where they've gone slow like that and it's kind of helped me at times too I'm such a rhythm thrower but yeah. sometimes it going too dang fast. That's like, come on, Maddie. Like I've had people come up to me. I'm like, Hey man, you see me going too fast. Like it, even I don't care if it's in the middle of the game, you get my attention back, like, dude, just come on now. Settle down just a little bit. Like you're going way too fast. Sit there and think about it. And that's what Ryan told me. He's like, he's like that last bag. He's like, you guys like the board people, half these people in three quarters of these people in here, like that bags and hardly even done moving. They're already stepping up, throwing, give it a second. Or you give it a couple two, three, four seconds.
0: You know, and I I catch people all the time off of that because like my partner, for example, really, really fast rhythm thrower. And when we're playing against each other, I'll throw a third bag blocker and he'll already be in his backswing and then he'll stop and look at me like. Really? Like, you know, I was going to, I was already ready to slide it in. I'm like, well, you like, we got to figure Ouch. out the status of the game here. You know, I knew we yeah. were going to do that. You know, it's like, yeah. but there is a lot of people. I mean, I was telling Corbin, I want to make a video of like stereotypes where there's the the bag flip guy who waits like 20 minutes and then the guy who's staring at you waiting to throw because he's so antsy he wants to go, but it, it is true.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and this is the deal. You know what I've tried to do to uh, slow myself down is is leaving three bags on the board and, and picking them one up, throwing one bag at a time. Where I got I down, doing, yeah. Pick up bend mm-hmm. down. I that for a while and I did that for probably a year, year and a half, and then I quit and then I kind of picked it up again for a few more months and, and I just kind of quit doing that again here re- recently. I picked and started picking them all back up again. Um, I'm just I just have to have it in myself just to Slow the heck down, man.
0: And Corbin's a four-on-the-board, pick-up-one-at-a-time guy. And and I, I do that when I yeah. play against teams that I think are better than me. Like, when I play Juan and Chico, I leave them on the board because I force myself to, like – because my first instant every time is I'm going to throw a cut. I'm going to throw this. I'm going to do that. Like, I instantly – like, I see him the where his bag's going and my mind's already like, I already know what I'm going to do. Where, like, when I play against a better team, sometimes like, all right, take the extra second. Make sure that's the sh- right shot before you just chuck the bag, you know, because I, I think that's important to make sure that you know what you're doing. Especially when, when I'm playing against people that I feel like I need to get the one, the two points. I'm like, all right, smarter is better than faster now.
1: Yeah, for sure, man. Um, And
0: Absolutely. then – And then I guess a little bit on being a rookie, right? So like, like where are the areas that you think you need to still improve on? Like when you're going out to practice, like, is there a certain, like, are are you, are you like, all right, I need to work on this. My push is lacking. Like, like, like what are the things that's kind of come out of the woodwork after you've played this level of players? You're like, wow, this is not where I thought it was.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I know I need to work on, on, on my push, my push bags. Um, hitting them a little more square hitting them. You know, I was talking Like I talked to Ryan about that this week. I'm like, man, I struggle pushing. Sometimes I hit it, especially with the faster bag, right? It hits and it deflects.
0: Yeah.
1: That one I'm hitting will hit and it'll go in, but my other bag won't follow it in. It'll maybe go left, kick left, kick right. Um, what do I gotta do? He's like, you gotta hit almost basically the bag and the board at the same time. Oh, like, sure. so you just, so what are you, what are you looking at? Are you like picking a spot on the bag or are you picking a spot on the board where you're throwing? Like, what are you doing? You know, cause wide open board me, I, I look at the hole. I think there was a, somebody had a poll question on that. I think I saw it earlier today or something like, do you pick a spot on the, on the, on the, the board to throw at, or do you look at the hole? And when I first started, I used to pick a spot on the board. And now I look on the back side of the hole. I'm just like, I'm laser focused on that back side of the hole. But now I think maybe where I've lacked is when I'm throwing to push, I'm still, I'm not really looking at that bag. I'm just still trying to throw my normal bag and just, you know, hitting it. And I think I need to start, uh, that's what I'm working on right now. I guess, I don't know. No, I think I, maybe I'm I mean, picking a spot on the bag and then starting to hit
0: and and that is really, I mean, interesting um that you say that because so I obviously started with game changers. I've always liked faster bags. Now I've moved on to I throw mostly like surefires, like five speed bags. Like I like cutting and pushing and all that kind of stuff, but I used to look at the whole two and then and then I think with the faster bags, you kind of get to the rhythm where you're like, I just throw this type of bag every single time i throw it here every single time it's so much muscle memory that like when you have to do shots that are outside whether it's a step out i think a lot of faster bag players struggle with the step out because it's a completely like you're breaking this thing this muscle memory this thing that you have right and well this is when you step out that board shrinks yeah because now you have this much of the whole board yeah
1: the, the the board shrinks like and you have to hit i feel like you have to hit deeper on the board and dip, well, it well depends on bag placement and everything yeah. else right but like people don't understand you cannot throw your same bag like you would and straight on the board like when you're when you're when you're stepping out depending of course depending on how the further you step out the sh- the sh- smaller the board gets
0: yeah and
1: no. chance for error because how many times do you see people they step out and what do they do Nope, miss right right off the right side. Board. Yep. Or, you know, like, that's why, like, I always tell like some of these guys, you know, they'll stepping out I'm like, Hey, just mm, come back in. Like you don't need to just, and that's the other thing you got. Like, I know a lot of these guys are, are really good at bringing bags back in. There's, I think there's like few of them that are elite at being able to, like a bag has no business out of play and they bring it back in.
0: Hey, Eric Davis. See
1: that. And they're like, I can do that. So they're always chasing mm. like, and like Johnny Cox, he, he made a post today. He gave, they were, where were they at 19 or 20 to 10 and he gave up an 11 and lost. Oh, jeez. And, and that don't happen. Johnny is a Oh my God, he's a great thrower. Mm. And but what happened is, is he stepped out, tried chasing that bag, tried chasing it again. And now he's off. It's sometimes it's better. You know what? leave that one, put your next three in, but worst you're going to do is give up two.
0: Yeah. And I'm guilty of that. Like I cut collects my favorite shot that exists. I, I love going for it. And, I, and I'm fairly decent at it. But my partner, for example, he really struggles stepping out. And I tell him all the time, I was like, if you miss one off the right, like stop chasing, just finish. I was like, because like, you're only going to compound the issue. But I, I, I do it to myself all the time too. I think my big rounds are when I try to go fishing, you know, uh, and, you, and you give up the big ones. But I think stepping out, I think, in situational, but I think it's something that still needs to be practiced because there's a lot oh. of benefits you can get from bullying and stepping out bags, but that you need to, yeah, but you need to have those reps in. Like you can't try to step if you're, if you're someone who's like, cause there's a lot of people I talk to, they're like, Oh, I just don't step out. I don't like stepping out. Well, if you're in a situation that you have to step out, that's what your brain is saying. You're like, I don't step out. I don't like stepping out. You need to get to the point. You're like, I'm totally fine stepping out. I just don't do it unless I really have to, but you're, okay. but you still know that's- how to do it.
1: There, there there's another example of what takes a you know from advanced player to a pro level player. It, is being able to to be able to you you as a pro, you can't say that you can't step out. What the hell do you mean you can't stop? You better start learning because it's it's huge. It, it is big, you know. But you just have to it's it's one of those things like you do. You got it. you have to put the time in, you practice it, period. It's plain simple. It's just like anything else, to your air miles, you ain't going to just show up to the board and start hitting them like you have to put some time into how, when am I releasing the bag? You know, there's shouldn't be a whole lot different than your normal slide bag, but, you know, maybe releasing a little a little higher, a little harder throw. I don't know.
0: Well, and see where you look at for uh, air or for your normal bags is how I look at air miles. I look at the reflection that goes in the back of the hole. That's what I stare yeah. at when I shoot airmails. Cause it makes me yeah. like, cause my airmails are always three inches short. So I stare at the, I'm like, I'm going to hit that little glint of light. And that makes me finally actually throw it hard enough. But you yeah. got, but how many hours of practice did I find before I realized, oh, I could stare at this little glint of light? You know, I, I went outside and threw 100 airmails in a row. And after I left 50 short, I was like, well, I got to figure something else out because this ain't working, you know, but the time in. Yeah. Um, a little bit on it. So let's go to your throwing style just a tad because I, I think I didn't realize how high you throw it until I actually watched you play like this weekend and, and like because because you're you're almost Damon Dennis high like you're really high uh, like yeah. and you got a step. Have you always stepped? Is that always been always. kind of thing? Yeah,
1: that's like I said. i I, met my partner and that's what he did and that's what I did. I've tried not stepping for a while and doesn't just doesn't feel natural to me. So. And I always ask people, you know, oh, they want you want to try to get eliminated as much movement as possible. Right. That's probably true. Uh, but if it's not, it doesn't feel comfortable to you. Like do what feels comfortable and and, and adjust, work on that, you know, like work mm-hmm. on getting that better. If that, if you're a stepper, then just work on getting better with stepping, you know,
0: like Matt Guy steps and look how good he is. Yeah. Optimize, <laughs> yeah. optimize the step, at least if you're right. going to do it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Yeah. Mm-hmm. it just, it's like anything. You just got to, you got your own technique and you just work on your craft. And that's all you're. Doing.
0: And I think one of the things you notice too with, um, steppers in, in, in particular, I, I've been w- watching this a lot more. And it's w- when you see no steppers and carpet players in specific, you know, Tyler Cobb, like they have these really big back swings and really around and whatnot. I think, uh, um, uh, Samantha Finley is the only stepper that I see that actually has, like, a big swinging throw. Because, like, right. when, when you say reducing movement, I think most steppers reduce movement by the arm swing. They're very straight back, straight through, very short swing because you're getting a lot of the power from the step. You don't have to have this swinging backswing. But, well, you got all your
1: moments going forward and carrying it. Uh, yeah. I mean.
0: And and I do a little model follow through because I think it's uh, – I used to be a stepper. I just changed recently, but I still need – I felt like with step I could follow through straighter like, at the hole very easily so yeah. that's, so that's what w- why I do that follow-through thing but again it's finding those things and you know Corbett and I both transitioned to standing still within the last six months and it's it's yeah. just a process but then it's putting in the hours doing that now it took me gosh I went through a throwing slump of like 50 videos where I just sucked but you know but that was part of the process you know right right um yeah. so talk a little bit about dragon bags so I, I guess you said you joined them and, and whatnot and and, and but when you've transferred around bags before, I guess, duck cloth, the game changers to these, like, do you think it took you a long time to get used to the way it felt and the bead and the size and the, and in what you were saying, you knew everything you could do with the game changer, right? Like you knew what the shots you had was, it how, was that a large process or was the RNA a pretty easy transition?
1: Uh, I would say it's still a work in progress. Um, I have people coming up to me all the time. They're like, it seemed like you are kind of struggling sometimes when you're throwing these, you know, I'm like, well, Maybe, I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm throwing okay, you know, but yeah, I mean, like deep down, yeah, I mean, there's, it is, it is a little bit of a process, a little bit of a change. Maybe they, you know, play a little bit different, obviously, but, uh, you just, I just got to get the time in. I, I, I sure. threw game changer strictly for two years. That's all I threw. Sure, I didn't throw, I, I didn't even own it. Bag. I sold everything else. All I had was game changers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, so I'm glad we could finally be friends now that you're done with that stage in your life. Uh, <laughs> okay, good. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I guess the, so, and then we'll move on a little bit to the the Whitney Martinez thing as your doubles partner um, going into this ACO rookie year. How did that combination kind of happen? I know, and now since then, she's done a couple of the TikToks. You've got been doing fun stuff, but like, were you friends beforehand? Was it just like, hey, we're both rookies, like,
1: um, we actually got, so I, I met her for the first time at our, uh, Deadwood tournament out in, uh, Deadwood, South Dakota. We have like this, uh, South Dakota, Colorado cup thing that we play for, you know, and we keep team points and now Minnesota starting to get into it and we used to have Arizona and, mm-hmm. and now New Mexico getting a bunch of people. There was a ton of teams out there. I think there was like 118 random draw teams this earlier this year. Anyways, her and I were both out there. We had very little, you know, we talked a little bit, introduced ourselves, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I had actually, um, you know, was going to, Gino Delicia from uh, Colorado, him and I had talked about partnering up, um, but he had signed with ultra and he was kind of looking for another ultra player to, to, to play with. And he was like, well, you know, I was talking to, you know, Whitney and I had been talking to, and I know she's looking for a partner and well, you know, maybe hit her up see what's up. I'm like, all right. Yeah, no, I mean, I guess I don't really know a whole lot about her, you know? And, and, uh, I said, all right, let's just give her a shot. I, I hit her up and I was like, Hey, how's it going? And That's just basically. I'm like, would you be interested in wanting to partner up this year? And she's like, oh my gosh, absolutely. I'm like, dude, all right, cool. Like, did we just become best friends? She's like, yep. I'm like, okay. (laughs)
0: Do you want to do karate in the garage? Yep.
1: (laughs) But I'm like, uh, we we gonna. I I suppose we're gonna be doing some type of TikTok. I'll think of something. She says so. (laughs) That was the Darth
0: Vader thing, or the. uh, Uh, Did you see our TikTok that we did? Yeah, the one where it's like, like where you gotta call a partner or something, and then yeah, 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 that was good
1: it was pretty good so yeah now um so she yeah she's she's yeah i'm I'm ready man i just wish that her and I could play in a couple more of these opens before the national and stuff but it just it just didn't happen a lot of them are it makes it tough to get to them you know especially us, her and I you know we don't get to practice together you know we're what nine eleven hours away from each other so I'm
0: sure and do you feel like with uh, with her being with Swag and you with Dragon, uh, like do you feel like the bags she normally throws can kind of fit in with your play style a little bit? I know she said you said that she throws the Dragon with you in doubles and whatnot, but do you feel like that's yeah. uh, that's similar to what she throws, or is that something you're uh, trying to lock in?
1: That I'm not a To be totally honest with you, I'm not a hundred percent sure what type of Swag bags she throws. If they're slower, faster, or whatnot, um, I think she likes a, maybe a little bit slower of a bag. But when she threw the RNAs, she's like, well, those actually felt like perfect speed and everything for me um i think and i feel bad for her because i think it's gonna be a little more of a change you know like i'm gonna be throwing the same bags probably all day long right singles double or all weekend long whatever or she's gonna be kind of switching back and forth so that might be you know she's gonna be throwing in women's um and she's throwing swag or you know because she's with yeti and yeti throws swag so they're gonna be throwing that and women's and then if you know singles she's gonna be throwing swag and then double she's gonna switch over and throw a dragon and she, hey, I trust her. She says she can do it. She ain't going to be. So I'm like, well, all
0: right. And right. We'll then, see how it goes. And then cool. I guess uh, practicing, right? So you're like me. It's cold, really cold. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is, so how much practice are you getting in? And, and, and if you are, is it just mostly blind draws and events? Or are you actually getting just actual practicing?
1: Well, this is the deal. I, we have probably three nights a week during, during the week that we can throw. Um, I can also set up in my house and throw, but I can only throw from the ones I, I can't play yeah. against anybody. That's my fault, but at least I can get the reps in and I got my ceilings hot, high enough where I can, I can
0: set up. Yeah, you do need um, high ceilings. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah I kind of, I got vaulted ceilings.
1: So I have never, I, I think I, I kind of lucked out. I wouldn't, I, I don't I up ever hitting the uh, ceiling at all. So, luckily for that. But, uh, so I can do that in my house a little bit. Um, the only downfall is you just can't practice with anybody and and like stepping out is a little bit tough in my place just because I've got a a kitchen Island I'm trying to work around or I got to move my couch kind of over at a little bit of an angle to, you know, so I can step out from the one side and all that, but, uh, it, it does, it's, it's good enough for that. But, um, but when I do go to these, uh, blind draws or, or league and stuff, um, I always make sure to try to, stay late or come early just that way i can get that you know 15 20 30 minutes of just good practice or whatever i need to
0: well and that's work. another tough the tough part about being from this area where, where we said we're like 10 years behind in our areas and uh, because for damn near six and a half months a year we can't even go outside <laughs> so it's like and so finding an area that i mean hope you got a friend of the pole barn that's great good for you but i mean these guys in north carolina florida louisiana it's like they just go outside every day they like they can throw yeah. whenever they want all the time all day if they want yeah. and Perfect. we just don't get that luxury so i think that's that's definitely one of the biggest barriers to entry in our in our areas in general at least in corbin's area they, they, it's cold but they have enough pros that there's a good amount of facilities and every night of the week you could go to something if you really yeah. wanted to because there's just so much going on um but I, I think our areas just haven't got to that point yet haven't started catching up to that point yet and i think once we finally get to that point is when you'll start to see all these random pros coming out like especially younger people coming up and doing that
1: right for sure man i agree 100 percent with you there do you guys i've just... always kind of sorry what's that good no i was i've always thought about am like what would it take to You know, almost open like a small kind of like bar and grill where you can get, you know, 10, 12 sets of boards in and have like make it more of like a cornhole themed place. Right. You know, where you you have a bunch of like different manufacturer bags and you can order, you know, pitch pads and boards or, you know, score towers, any of this stuff. And you can host tournaments there and people can come in. But it's like it's like, how would you go about like you charge them like a a season, a, a monthly membership or is it. Yep, you know. That's how you do, I, laugh you because, I laugh because I
0: laugh because Corbin literally too. has an event center that's doing that, that like opening like right now. They're, set, they, they're like, opening. they it's a cornhole yep. bar that has
2: just They're like opening boards. probably next month, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. yep, they got uh, 11 sets of boards. They got, you know, they got the bar, they got a ping pong room. Uh they're going to run tournaments, they're going to have leagues, they're going to have monthly memberships, yeah, they're going to have challenge you can lanes. go and play
0: whenever you want.
2: Uh, yeah. You get a membership, you can go play whenever you want. Uh, if you want to rent a lane, they're going to offer that for non-members, you know, come rent a lane for an hour or two with some buddies, throw some bags, um, you know, different sort of challenge lanes, winner stays, loser walks, you know, it's just
0: like, they're pool a bars, of that.
1: Hey, who yeah, wants to come in with me? Come to South Dakota. <laughs> let's get
2: going. <laughs> oh, it, it takes a lot. I mean, it's a huge process. Uh, you know, they've been jumping through a ton of hoops and stuff, but it's going to be so amazing once it's oh, open yeah. and everyone in my area is just thrilled. I mean, even in the summer, it's too hot. It's too rainy. It's whatever. It's great. That's the. Deal. It, it's new and nobody. It's there's nothing like that around here. So no, people be like, what to it?
1: What is this? And and, yeah. and it, I think it would also get more people that maybe we aren't reaching to play bags. You know, through social media and stuff around town. Like we have a ton of people in in, in Sioux Falls area that I'm sure can play bags that just either don't know about it or they. I don't know, but I think you have like some type of little cornhole bar and grill to play, then you know maybe get their attention and, I don't know, get no, more players out. That's a, all we're doing it's the a game, right? S-
0: well, there's pool halls that exist, right? And all they do is they have pool tables where people go and play Same pool and thing. you put money down to like, I play the winner and it's a bar. And it's like, you telling me that I can't set up bowling. cornhole boards? All I bowling. have is bowling, right? Like Maybe
1: a couple of pool tables here or there and our dart board.
0: No different. Well, that's the thing. I'm a bowler, and bowling personally is dying with the younger generation right now. Like, nobody bowls really anymore, and especially in our age. I think that Cornwall is like on meteoric rise. I mean, just like 100%. taking over, take over bowling. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Buy an old bowling alley if you need to. But I'm saying, like, I think that is going to be the next step in Cornell outside of just, like, oh, this town's doing this weekend's tournament and stuff. It's like, no, this is a place where, like, the best players in the state, every day, there'll be blind draws every night. You can come rent a lane. There'll be, you know, 10 boards for a tournament, five boards that are just, like, to practice on all the time. Like, I mean, something like that. And, like, then all the best players go there all the time. Like, that's how you foster a scene. Like, that's how you get everyone playing. Yeah, 100%, man. Well, I'm glad that you have the idea because me and Corey. He literally went there to record his videos lately and stuff. Like it's a yeah. sweet spot.
2: Yeah, that's, that's awesome. pretty awesome. But
0: well, 2020 season, so 2022 season. So obviously, you know, we're in the open, uh, open like time right now. The nationals are about to start up here soon. So you're going to be going to all the nationals and doing all that kind of stuff. You know, what's the rest of the season looking like? Are you going to be trying? Is this like a you want to play every weekend and all the other tournaments you can find locally and be traveling more? I mean, what what does this look like for you for this 2022 year?
1: Yeah, man. I'm playing as much as I can. This is the deal. I've got, I've got two daughters, right? Uh, I've got a nine-year-old and a seven-year-old. So, uh, they, they come first all the time, right? Family first. And it's, it's just been tough, you know, like after, you know, I went through my separation and stuff and I had 50, 50 with my kids and, uh, their mom moved about an hour, a little over an hour away. And now I get them every other weekend. So I don't have that time. So, um, I would say that's how, that's also part of uh, what's getting me, you know, on the, the, uh, doing the pro deal, right. Was, um, I w- I actually, now I have a little more time, obviously I don't have my kids every other week. It's just every other weekend. And, and then, but then it also, you know, like when I throw bags, it kind of helps me keep my mind off of those. things. it's like a stress reliever for me too. At the same time, you know, kind of helps me, you know, kind of escape reality for a little while. Um, but yeah. So when I don't have my girls, uh, yeah, man, I'm throwing, I, I'm going to be trying to throw as much as I can. I like, I want I want to, I know I have the potential. I just have to, I have to uh, be disciplined with myself and, and put the time in and do that kind of thing to, uh, you know, make myself the uh, like, best player I can be because I've got a lot of people that are rooting me on around here. I know a lot of people, you know, that kind of maybe, or maybe wishing to see me fail too. There's, People are always like that. Right. You know, people are hate- got haters everywhere and that's fine. That's totally fine. You know what, that adds more fuel to the fire, but like, I'm always more worried about letting everybody else down to myself. Like, obviously I'm going to be harder on myself than anybody else. Um, but I don't want to let, you know, whether it's my sponsors or, you know, like my girlfriend, or I've got friends that are like, dude, you are so good. Like, man, you make me feel good. And you make me feel like I'm a lot better than what I actually am. <laughs> like you think that I'm like so good. I'm like, you just don't even realize so, you know, but at the same time, it's like, I know the potential is there. I just have to be able to pull it out and keep it there for a long period of time and then work on it. And I mean, you get what you get. I mean, you got to put the time in, man. I mean, if you put the time in, you can, everybody can
2: get better. So
0: well, Corbin, you got any other questions?
2: Oh, my attention was diverted as per usual, <laughs> yeah. man. It's, we might have to start doing these after she goes to bed. <laughs> all there right, man. Well, you
0: got uh, got any shout outs you want to do?
1: Hey, man. Yeah. Uh, Brad Anderson, 701 Cornell Company. He's one of my sponsors. Awesome dude. Makes great boards, pitch pad boards. Uh, he's got trophies. He does all, all those types of things. You can go check that out on Facebook. And uh, yeah i don't know jersey guy, maddie king obviously dragon bags go check those out get yourself a set rnas or double dragons uh are you gonna be doing yeah,
0: anything man. else with the merch in the future possibly
1: man i don't know like i <laughs> i didn't when i when i started doing this this these uh hoodies i was just gonna do t-shirts and i had people asking what about hoodies you want to do hoodies i'm like i don't know i'm just gonna do t-shirts i was just going to do t shirts i do not even know so i ordered 100 t-shirts and i'm like i'm probably never gonna sell these they sold out in 12 days and then i sold 73 hoodies on top of it so i'm like all right well i got, got people asking me for one again so then i did another order sold a bunch more again i did one more order on just because they uh, the company i went through they forgot to make one or whatever and so then i did one more smaller order but now after going to some of these other tournament stuff I, i've got people asking me about it and stuff again so yeah i mean i think i'm i'm, I'm gonna have to i mean how can I turn it down? I mean, it'd be silly for me to do that.
0: Hey, well, I gotta say they're really nice. The design is awesome. Standard and Stan did this, right?
1: Yeah. Stan, yeah. Stan did the sink. Yep. He did. Yeah. Uh, he did my for me. Yeah.
0: He killed it with the design, but well, if you decide to do a merch shop, make sure you get that on Facebook. Cause I think a lot of people would enjoy supporting an yeah. up uh, and man. and
1: yeah. Hey people, they can, they can hit me up on Facebook too. hit me up in messenger. If they are interested in something like this, I'll, I can, uh, you know, maybe I'll do another run of uh, hoodies and t-shirts maybe just do like the one color, the black and the blue seemed like was a huge seller. You know, I saw you, you know, you got the pink and white one, which is awesome too. And, uh, but yeah, yeah, for sure, man. I'd be totally down with doing that. It's real nice material too. It ain't the cheap stuff. It ain't no Hanes. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, really appreciate you hopping on and talking to us for a while here. I think a lot of people, like, I think you're in that transition period where I think a lot of people that listen to our podcast and our content in general are trying to get to, which is like, I'm doing really well in my blind draws I'm it. What, like, what does it even take to be there? And just seeing somebody else is like, Hey, I mean like, that's where you came from. You've been doing it for like six plus years. And the fact that it's like, all right, you're trying to do it. You realize there's, there's a lot of room to grow, but like you're, you, you got to put in that work and do it. So I think, you know, if you're someone listening to this, you want to do it, like you can do it. If you put in the work, you know I mean? It's out there. You just have to be consistent. And hundred um,
1: percent, just you put the time in, man. and Good things will come. You have to stay patient. You're not going to always have good days Cause it's the valleys and lows and highs and lows, man. But eventually good days will come, you know, you have a couple bad weeks of throwing and it's frustrating and you're like, God, just quit. And it's like, no, just, you know what? Sometimes the best thing to do, put the damn bags away for a week or two. Don't even just walk away, come back and just pick it up and you, you, damn. All right. I'm doing not too bad. Sometimes you just have to do that. Maybe you just have to put the bag down for a few days and just take a break.
0: Alrighty. Well, appreciate you stopping by. Uh, it was really nice to talk to you. I think it's, uh, a lot of, a lot of relatable info in here and a lot of, a lot of, insight that i think me and corbin were like dang that was some good insight especially from someone who's yeah. kind of uh like me and corbin's level of like stuff that we struggle with and decisions that we make and whatnot so that was really really fun but everybody listening you know appreciate you guys stopping by for another podcast uh it's always fun being able to do these things and get some people on for you guys to uh to listen to and get new opinions about and we see the word pro player but sometimes you don't see the person behind the pro and i you know i've hung out with matt really really awesome guy really fun to talk to so i wanted to make sure we get him on here and and, and really get his name out there because i think he's got a lot of big things coming so appreciate all you guys listening and we should catch you guys up in uh the next week uh thanks guys
1: thanks man thanks for having me